Welcome to She Breeds, where the goal of every podcast episode is to inspire and empower women to up-level and lean in to the best versions of themselves. I hope you enjoy. Good morning and happy chilly, chilly Friday. I don't know where you are listening to this, but I am in Western North Carolina and it was 16 degrees this morning and wow, it was very cold. And on top of that, I am one of the volunteer track coaches for our lo- our high school indoor winter track team, and we had practice this morning, and it was very chilly. I was wearing my snowboarding mittens and my puffy coat, and the kiddos were doing an amazing job, and I was very impressed by them. So we just got back from a ski snowboard vacation in um, Snowshoe, West Virginia, and the funny thing is, I actually didn't feel that cold up there compared to the way I felt this morning, but I think I was so prepared um, to be cold up there that I never let myself, like, like be not dressed correctly and everything like that, and that's funny how, how, how we do that kind of thing. Here, I'm just running around in a fleece and thinking that I'm going to be warm and I'm freezing to death, but up in West Virginia, I actually was, like, walking around the, the village in bibs, snow bibs, because I knew it would be so cold. Point is, it is very chilly, and if it's going to be this cold, then I just want it to snow. It used to snow all the time in Western North Carolina. It's just sort of stopped snowing, so that's kind of annoying because I love snow. Um, I'm excited about today's episode. You all know Beth Sanderson Hooper, who is a holistic wellness coach. She's a good friend of mine. I've known her for many years. When the boys were really little, going to her fitness classes at our at our local gym was like my um, reprieve and it seems like yesterday, but that was like eight, nine, ten years ago. And, um, I just love her to death. We, ha- we have a lot of similarities and we are both, um, we, she is still teaching high school. I'm a former teacher and, um, we have so many similar passions, but, um, today we talk about, we basically just had an organic conversation about imposter syndrome and limiting beliefs and, you know, letting ourselves take up space and all those kinds of things. And so I think as we go into this new year and really lean into it, it's important to um, be okay with taking up space and it's important to um, fight for the life that you want and to be clear about the life that you want to live. And um, so I don't know, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And she is also initiating a, a, a small group course um, for the next three months starting in February and you can be from anywhere because it's Zoom and then she does like individual individualized plans for everyone and so I think it's going to be fantastic. Similar to what um, my, our friend Sarah and I did last summer but it's going to be more kind of structured with mindset, nutrition, and fitness and so in the show notes is a link to her website if you wanted to take a look at that um, and again everything's going to be individualized so it's not like a big group type of um, everybody won't be doing like the same thing, but there, but there will be some exploration together and all that, but it's all via zoom. And so I hope you enjoy and I hope you have a great day and I hope you are warm and cozy wherever you are. So I am here today with Beth, who is probably like my most frequent, other than Matthew, um, guest on the podcast. So that's been really fun. I think in 2023, which is my first full year of the podcast, Mm -hmm. you were the most frequent guest other than when I would have Matthew on to do like the Q&As, which people love for some reason because they're just so, I guess, comical. Um, (laughs) 
But I have Beth on today because here we are in a new year and we are going to talk about some things that maybe we're working on and also um, this group program that Beth is um, initiating in February. And of course, we would love to have you part of the program, but even beyond that, some the reasoning behind her program, I think, is really um, profound. And so I thought that would be something cool to talk about as well. But um, I... I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I did mention an Instagram post and in one of my newspaper columns that even though I have a word for the year, which Mm -hmm. is alignment, because I just feel like that that encompasses all the things I'm trying to do. I have a word for each month that I'm going to do. And for January, it's release. So part of that is just releasing a lot of fear and doubt. Mm -hmm. And you and I talk about imposter syndrome, which Mm -hmm. I think a lot of women have, even if it's just like with parenting or Mm. whatever job they have. I think a lot of not even just women, but I think a lot of people just struggle with imposter syndrome and just struggling to like be who they think, like in your opinion, what do you think imposter syndrome is like? Well, um, I was, yes, just yesterday, um, I went and had a therapy session, which, um, I would, I think anyone and everyone, if, if you have the, the time and the capacity to do it is, is just a really great way to grow and evolve. Um, but that's what I came in really struggling with was I had had some imposter syndrome coming up. Um, and as we were talking about it, you know, I kind of hit on this idea that it really comes down to just this very strong desire to, to do and be the thing. It's yeah, like I really, right. really want to show up for my clients. I really, really want to show up for my students in the classroom. I really, really want to be the best mom for Pepper that I can be. And... I think that's some of it, right? It's like, I, I want that so badly. And, you know, we see our shortcomings and then those are the things that we can kind of hold on to. And I think, you know, when we reflect on the way that we show up in those different roles, that's a great thing to do. However, we don't want to go down that path of, you know, berating ourselves and beating ourselves up when it's like, oh, well, I messed this up or I had this shortcoming or I could have done that better. Um, you know, that's what we don't want to do. And so I think if you've got imposter syndrome coming up, um, it's hard, but try to give yourself some grace. Um, and also recognize that it just means you really want to do and be the thing. I think so. You want to that be, is really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. It's like if you're feeling imposter or that, that feeling of imposter syndrome, then it's because you really want it. Like, and you know that you, yeah, I, I think the same thing because I didn't go to school to be a writer or a novelist or whatever. Mm. Every time I start to like almost get there, I start to like do this self limit, this like self-sabotage thing. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually not a writer. I, I don't have a creative writing degree, but mm. it doesn't really matter. Like, right. I think I've finally gotten to the point where I, but it's taking me years right. to, right. to like get beyond this thing. Like, because I didn't have the degree or mm-hmm. I didn't go through the channels with this internship and all these things that a lot of novelists do that I'm not an actual novelist, but it really doesn't right. even matter. Like people yeah. get to where they want to be by all different types of means. And I think that sometimes when you come about it in a different way, like you and I have, mm-hmm. it almost makes us more authentic. Yeah. You know, if yeah. I would have like, gone to creative writing school then had all these perfect channels and had all these perfect connections it's kind of like I think the way that you and I have by just pulling ourselves up from our bootstraps because we just want to dang it yeah I think that 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 really resonates with our people like my people and your people and like people with but um but yeah I I think too yeah like what you're saying that sort of like you have the desire for a reason right it's 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 in you because you're supposed to have that 
Um, and I also, this is actually cool that we're talking about this, um, because I did a practice last night that my therapist suggested, and it really was, I mean, I feel so much better today. Um, and so it was kind of this idea that if, whether it's a, it's a feeling that you have, like it's sadness or it's this imposter syndrome coming up or, you know, whatever this issue is, you're going to name it. Um, and so I ended up naming, um, my imposter syndrome, uh, Susie, Mm. because I said she was small and self-critical. I wanted an S word. Anyway, her name was Susie. Yeah. And so I had a dialogue with her. So last night I'm journaling and you start with just kind of this, uh, uh, what, what is it that you want, Susie? What, what are you here for? What are you saying? Because the idea is that these feelings that we have, these emotions that we have, like they're here to teach us something like rather than run away from them or push them, you know, kind of repress them, like invite them in and embrace them, mm-hmm. ask them why they're here. And so, you know, I'm back and forth, you know, journaling, having this dialogue. So I ask a question and she answers back and it really kind of, it did end up where we've kind of integrated at the end, you know, it's like, look, I'm not, no, I don't know everything. Um, but I'm growing and I'm evolving all the time and the experiences that I've had that have brought me to this point, it's like, I have something unique to offer. Right. And I feel like that's very similar for you. It's like, you've got this desire and you've gone through these experiences and you know, you're meant to do this. It just doesn't necessarily look like, you know, I don't have an exercise sports science degree, Uh, but I've made a whole lot of mistakes and I've learned from them and I've had a lot of, you know, like mentors and coaches and you know yeah it's like we're where we're supposed to be I know um, it's but that to... was a cool practice yeah. yeah okay so that's so funny that you said that because my reading this morning is Louise Hayes book um you can heal your life mm-hmm. and it's so powerful but sh- just the passage I read this morning was almost exactly what you're saying like first we need awareness uh, awareness is the yeah. first thing like when we start to feel that resistance towards something that is if we're aware of it that's step one mm-hmm. and then the second thing was like you have to do it anyway like yeah. that, like that's what it was. Like basically her advice was, yes, you can be aware of it and that feeling that you're having of resistance, but you have to do it anyway. That's the only way to get past the resistance. Like mm-hmm. whatever you like. And so what it looks like a lot of times is like, um, avoidance, you know, mm-hmm. finding distractions, yep. um, self-sabotage. Like those are all types of resistance that, are, that aren't helping you move forward. And so if you become aware of it, then you can just move forward anyway. So it's yeah. interesting. But, and so you did the integration yeah. to become aware. And then yeah. I think maybe you ask what, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? I know if we feel that strongly to do it, we have to do it. Like, even if we feel the imposter syndrome, we're here on this earth. We have to do it anyway. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And I think the other, the piece of sort of like the asking why you're here, it's like everything, this is coming up for you subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Right. And the idea your subconscious is, is always on your side and always trying to protect you. So it's a, pro- there's a protection mm-hmm. here too. It's yeah. like, what are you trying to like, like keep me from or protect me from, or like, what is it? And it's almost like if you can name it and distance yourself from it, it's like, okay, this imposter syndrome is not me, but it's showing up for me. Why? Like, what is it? Right. Right. It's almost like you're asking a little kid, you know, like, like your inner child. Yeah. Like (laughs) what, what is it? I know. I feel like a lot of mine is very fear-based. I need this like safe feeling of safety. And mm-hmm. I think I always revert back to what feels comfortable because it just feels like safe or something. And thinking oh, about course, the unknown yeah. feels fearful, but it didn't used to feel like, like that. Like that. I think that I've some, a lot of the things that have happened in my life for the past seven years have made me 
cautious, Mm -hmm. which in a way that I didn't used to be. So I'm trying to break through that. Like I'm trying to basically use my previous self as an inspiration because before all those things happened to me, I was really growing and evolving like in a way that I wanted to. And then it was like whammo. And then I got like back shrunk down, like really cautious about, can I be that big? You know, what gives me the right to be bit to to take up space you know it's protective right and I think that's the other you know helpful thing again you know not to beat yourself up for certain patterns or behaviors because behaviors are all here to meet a need and you know I think we choose that behavior because it's the best choice at that time right it's like this is how I'm going to manage this right now Um, but like you said before, you know, once you become aware of the behavior and then you can ask yourself, is this really how I want to be showing up? Yeah. Then if the answer is no, you know, then maybe it's kind of this dialogue of like, okay, so I see you here. I see I've been allowing this pattern or having this thought. It's like, what is it I need to understand from you so that I can move on and behave in a different way? Right. Yeah. And along those lines, like basically to manifest the the future that you want or be, it's, it's like... It was like it's like create this woman that you want to be. Like, what does she? What does she look look like? What does she act yes. like? What does she eat? What does she do? And then yes. just start doing it. Just start yes. little, little by little. Do the things that would lean yes. into this woman that you want to be. And so that's kind of what I'm. I'm, I'm working on. Um, yeah. But, yeah. And then trying to release these old patterns. Like that's my whole goal for January is just to release some of these old trigger and patterns. And also. One thing I'm going to do is I'm going to release stuff, like stuff in my house. Mm, like I am doing yes. this whole decluttering, like cleaning out, purging thing. And yes. it is like, it it feels way more spiritual than just getting rid of 100%. stuff, you know? Yes. So that's also part of my release um, yeah. is like an actual physical uh, de- decluttering of stuff to yes. open space for like whatever's meant to come. Yeah. But um, one thing that you had said, which I thought was really interesting is, so part of her program is like mindset, nutrition, fitness, but why do you have mindset as being the first part? Yeah, so um, this actually, the, the idea for the program came out of working with a client, um, and we had had conversations about, like, why has this, her transformation been so easy for her? And it really comes down to the fact that when she came to work with me, she had already spent, you know, the summer really working on her own limiting beliefs and her mindset um, you know, doing affirmations and, and releasing some of that stuff. And so when she came to me, her, she was open. She was, she was ready for change. She believed she was worth it. She believed she could do it, you know, all of those things. And so then it's kind of like when I give her, you know, her nutrition plan and when I give her her fitness plan, it's kind of like her, her mind was ready to receive that. Right. And so it's like, when I get a client who comes and, you know, they really, really want the transformation, right? And Physical I, The body. Right. They, they, they want, think. right. They want to change. And so I'm like, okay, um, you know, here's your fitness, here's your nutrition. And it's a struggle. And the reason it's a struggle is because they haven't done the internal stuff mm-hmm. yet. And so kind of in talking with this client of mine, um, I realized that, you know, if we start with the mindset piece and we make the first month, you know, not that we're not talking about things like, um, you know, walking and movement and, you know, things like that, but really making that first month focused on, on our mindset and like, well, what kind of beliefs do I have about my body or about what I deserve or about who I can be, right? If we really focus there first and we get all that 
crap cleared out, you know, the things that we've been taught or shown. Um, and then, you know, we accept those at some point as true. Um, we become aware of them. We decide on the ones that we don't want to keep mm-hmm. and we shuffle them out. Right. So we do that in the first month. And then the second month, it's like now you've kind of cleared out all those old gross beliefs about restriction and dieting and all the diet culture crap. And so now I can say to you, okay, so here's actually what's going to be supportive and nurturing for your body. Mm -hmm. Here's actually what's going to give you the energy and you know, like just, you're going to feel good. Right. And it's like, you can accept that now and you can claim that as your new belief. And that's month two. And then it's like, if you're coming into month three and you're energized and you believe you deserve it. And, you know, it's like all of the amazing things. Like, you are so ready now yeah. for this yes. fitness plan. Right. And and your, your body's ready because you've spent, you know, a month, you know, really fueling it and nurturing it and telling it it's safe, right? Your body's not ready to change. It's not wanting to change if it doesn't feel safe. Yeah. Right. And I've seen so many men and women who do the physical thing, thinking that that's going to make them the emotional stuff better, mm, right. you know? So they are like, but even if it's under eating, overeating, like, you know, working out like a crazy person, mm-hmm. any of those things that they think like, if I get my body where I want it to be, then I'm going to feel good right. emotionally. Right. And then it's like, it's never works in that way. Yeah. Well, I, I feel good emotionally. So that's yeah. why the mindset, well, I did that. Yeah for years and years and years and years. I mean, it's like, and I can look back and see, you know, how, how in shape I was or how lean I was or how, you know, it's like, I fit, you look at a picture and it's like, okay, you should be happy here. I was miserable, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, and so I did that for, yeah, decades. And, and you kind of, you know, it's this idea of like, okay, so when, when do you do something different? Um, but yeah, the changing from the outside won't ever filter into the inside. It's so true. But if you start from the inside, mm-hmm. then the changes that happen now are just natural outcomes of yeah. that, right? It's like yeah. if you start to believe that you're worth health and and wellness and nurturing, if you believe that, then you're going to do all the things. I know. It's you know? so interesting. When you put your own, like, when you put your own just all the health of your own, like your mental, physical, emotional well-being first, everything else just seems all, falls into place easier. Like it's oh, so yeah. interesting. Like it makes so much why sense. Why we do that? Right? I know. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of limiting beliefs, kind of um, explain to the audience what what how, how would you explain a limiting belief to a client? Yeah. So, I mean, a limiting belief would be sort of those. What I, um, is it like an internal dialogue, like or a m- message you're always telling yourself? Yeah, I mean, it, a belief, right, is just something you, like, subscribe to. Okay. Um, but by definition, a belief isn't a fact, yeah, right? Yeah, okay, Like, yeah. you might believe that, um, gosh, I don't know. Um, like, I don't have time to write a novel. Or, like, I don't, our limiting belief c- could be, like, I don't have the creativity or something. Or I don't right, know. yeah. And, I mean, we could, I mean, you could, I just go with, like, sort of organized religion, right? I mean, you could have different... Um, beliefs there, right? Mm-hmm. Sort of in that world of okay. organized religion, okay. let's say. And so you have your beliefs and I might have mine and they might be different, but yours are yours and mine are mine and I subscribe to mine, mm-hmm. right? And this is how I live my life and this is how I, I view the world now, Okay, right? It changes everything. Okay. Um, and so we have beliefs then internally that we can go our whole lives, not really even identifying. It's like, why am I doing, why do I show up this way? Right. 
Um, and so if you look at maybe diet culture as, as a certain, you know, context of beliefs, um, you know, you get a lot of women who have been shown that this is how it is or right, right. They maybe had a mom or they, you know, read a bunch of magazines or, you know, they had friends or whatever. Um, we have beliefs around our bodies and their worth. Um, you know, I might believe that I'm not as worthy if I don't physically show up a certain way, mm-hmm. right? Like that's a, a belief that I've claimed. It's like, well, when did I decide that, right? And, and that's, that's kind of part of the process is like, if you can sort of ask yourself, like, when did I decide this thing? Is this, is this true? Mm-hmm. Like, is this is this a belief, is it a belief or is it a fact, right? And you can kind of dig into that a little bit. Um, but I think diet culture is an easy place to kind of go and see how people have beliefs about their own self-worth um, that's attached to their physical body, right? And some people believe that's true and some people don't, right? You yeah. kind of see how yeah, that's just a belief you subscribe right. to, right? Right, right. Yeah. I feel like a lot of, I know it's interesting because I feel like a lot of your limiting beliefs have been surrounded with body image. Yes. Whereas I feel like a lot of my limiting beliefs have been surrounded by like love or something. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like I have to earn people's love Mm -hmm. or like I didn't have enough love just freely given to me, you know, growing up or my childhood was kind of chaotic. I knew my parents loved me, but it also felt like they didn't know me. So it was always like I felt kind of alone and it kind of, so I still get in these patterns where I feel like I'm having to earn love from the people in my life and I'm having to like instead of just knowing that I'll be loved by being who I am I feel like I have to earn it from them you know and so that is really something I feel like I've that I've been releasing because it's like when I actually am just who I am like like here's the weird thing I'm like I'm just gonna do an experiment I'm just gonna be who I am and I, I can feel, I can feel the love. Like mm-hmm. I don't have to do all these things, like do these right. things for them, right. you know, buy them things, right. you know, show up right. for them constantly. It's like, that almost makes me look pathetic, like desperate or something. Mm-hmm. So that is, so it's interesting how we all have a different set of limiting beliefs because I don't know why. I, I mean, I feel like a lot of women do have the body image limiting beliefs, but mine, but well, I am a very controlled eater, but it's like in a good way. Cause I'm a very controlled plant-based eater. Well, right. But, and I think, you know, um, the the more you know you start to kind of like feed your body and nurture it and eat the healthy food right you realize that that really does make you feel better yeah and then that's just what you want right? yeah like I yeah. don't want I know. to feel like exactly that. right um but you know with the body image stuff I think you know I would even beat myself up about having it just because I'm like God what is my problem that I'm this shallow but see it's not about my body right no. it's about my worth yeah and people loving me and accepting me and mm. at some point you know I understood right and I accepted this idea or belief that it's like people aren't going to love me and like me as much if I don't look mm. like this okay and so it's not that I want to have this certain body. It's I want to be loved and accepted. Okay, so it it, it really all circles back around to that, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and I think society makes women feel, Mm -hmm. or our generation for sure, I I feel like girls coming up now, because we learned, we're helping them feel like you can be whoever you want to be, you know, yeah. pretty, I mean, strong is the new pretty, you know, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when I was growing up, you're, you're supposed to be quiet and small yep. and, yep. and, you know, complacent mm-hmm. and like be nice to people. And it was all these like really soft, fragile, fragile. like characteristics, <laughs> yeah. you know, 
when yeah. I didn't want to be any of those. And don't take up space. And yeah. that's another don't part of it, right? Space. It's yes. like shrink, 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 shrink. You're not acceptable if you're big and loud. I know. And I think when I look back at myself when I was younger, I was big and loud. Mm-hmm. And I mean, not necessarily physically. I was physically bigger than a lot of my friends. Like I developed and grew really quickly. And so that's part of it. Mm-hmm. And I even remember being like eight, nine, ten years old and like looking around and being like, okay, I think I'm getting a little too big for my box. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it's like, it's this been this reclamation of like who I am Mm -hmm. and the bigness of me. Mm. And then it's like, it's more than okay. It's like exactly who I am and how I'm supposed to show up. Yeah. And we need to take up the space we're meant to take up. Like, like we don't have to be, I think that's something I've, I'm allowed to take up the space I'm meant to take up. I don't have to be obnoxious with my space, (laughs) but I don't have to like be so small because I'm worried that it's going to make other people feel weird if I take up the space. So it is, it is like a balance, but I see young girls today just taking up so much space, like in a good way. And I just love it. I'm just like, you be you. Well, yeah. And I I shrink yourself. It's kind of that spectrum idea of like, you can shrink, shrink, shrink real far down, or it's almost like if you feel your space is threatened, that's when you kind of get that, like I'm claiming more space than I need. Right. Like overwhelming. Right. Find. Yes, exactly. That natural balance. And you know, like we're not for everybody, which is a hard thing for me. Like, I want to be for everybody and want everyone yeah. to like me, but you know, it's kind of like, okay, I'll, I might show up as myself and some people are going to be like, nope, not for me. Yeah. And I just have to be like, okay, but my people will, will find me and show up. Right. Yeah. Like, and that's more authentic and that's the love that, you know, you were kind of talking about before. Yes. It's like, it's real. Yeah. And like, it was snowing. We just got back from a vacation. It was snowing and every single snowflakes snowflake that fell looked different and I was like thinking about that and every single tree that I passed on the on the chairlift looked different and I was thinking and that's okay nobody talks about every snowflake looking Mm. different every tree looking different but with people we all feel like we have to fit this like mold and it's so annoying that we can't just be like snowflakes (laughs) you know like well and you know back to your sort of writing journey you know it's kind of like nobody has come to this point exactly the way that you have and even if they have a similar journey they don't have, you know, they didn't have the same family and they don't have the same gifts and the same talents, you know, and, and same struggles. I mean, I think if we can start looking at our, our struggles, um, you know, as, as gifts in oh, themselves, yes, you know, definitely. that it's kind of like you have something. And yeah. again, it's back to that idea of like, you've got this desire to create and to put it out there. And there's a reason for that. And right. so like you have, you have to, right? Like, cause you're, that's what you're here for. But absolutely. And I think yeah. that that was something else I read this morning, which is so ironic. <laughs> it's, it, she was saying like, you know, when you've been through really hard stuff, you never come out the same on the other side. Like you're, oh. you're going to come out wiser with lessons learned and, mm-hmm. and simply just a more deep grounded person. So don't see the struggle exactly what you're saying don't see the struggles as a negative see it as a gift if you've gained wisdom from them you know um so yeah well I feel like might as well just this is going so well and I feel like we can just organically go into so tell us a little bit about your program that's coming up so um like I said um I'm splitting it up into into months um it's a group program so I really would love to have you know a good core group 
Um, that's, you know, it's going to be community. It's going to be the ability to share and encourage each other. Um, you know, I want to keep it small and intimate. So right now I'm kind of thinking like no more than eight, um, starting in February, starting in February, February 4th. Um, the plan is to do weekly zoom calls. So like an hour. So that way we're wherever we are in the world, you know, it's not like we have to, you know, physically be able to meet up and get together, but, um, you know, to kind of, and, and starting out, you know, kind of with that first one, just sort of like, this is, this is why I'm here. This is what I need a- accountability and help with, you know, just kind of sharing some of that stuff. Um, but I really see it as being this great, um, group that, you know, we can support and keep each other, you know, kind of moving forward. Um, and so every week having, um, a Sunday zoom call for an hour, Um, and then, you know, throughout the week is, is kind of like, we're, it's very personal, right? Like the, the, the limiting beliefs that we have, the nutritional practices that we're going to hit on the fitness plans. I mean, it's all very personal, right? Which is why it's so hard to do, um, you know, just kind of like buy a, I don't know, a group plan that, that isn't evolving and sort of designed for you personally. And so, you know, I want it to be this, um, educational experience and also this very personalized experience of like, I'm going to tell you all of these different things that you could do and like, try them on for size, you know, see what works for you. I mean, I know we've talked about morning practices before. Um, and you know, your morning practice can look very different from my morning practice, depending on what feels good. Mm -hmm. And in that season of life, even like, well, what do I need even today? Like, do I need to journal today? Do I need to sit and breathe today? Um, so anyway, I think it'll be just a really great um, three months, right, with, with their sort of different focuses, but where you're really getting a lot of tools that you could use sort of in that mindset month. You're getting a lot of um, nutritional, you know, science-based stuff, but then you're really deciding, you know, some people's bodies really like higher fats and lower carbs, and some people's bodies are the reverse. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and, and we don't want to go to extremes with anything, of course, but just really finding like, what does your body need right now in this season of life for this particular goal? Um, yeah. And so I think, I think that's, am I leaving anything else? No, but, no, but I was just going to say, you know, um, Sarah, a friend of ours, Sarah and I did one of Beth's programs last year. It was a really small, intimate program. And it was like revolutionary for me and Sarah. Like, I mean, we just... I mean, Beth is such a good coach. So I think like anybody who's interested in, in this kind of, if you just feel like you're stuck and you just like, you feel like you just need a transformation and you need some guidance, like I can attest to your programs because that was so fun last summer. Well, it, it was, was powerful. For it was so amazing. As well. I, wow. I grew so much as well. I mean, I almost, yeah. I, I mean, it, I <laughs> we were never, all on a journey together. We really which... were. And I will never, I mean, I, I've said this several times, but 2023 was a pivotal year for me, but not in the way that other years have been pivotal. Other years have been pivotal because like a divorce happened or my mm-hmm. mom passed away or I had a child or I had a wedding or whatever. Those were pivotal years. But then last year was pivotal, like in this quiet way. Like it was like mm-hmm. such a pivotal year for me because I finally started to um, have like a reckoning with myself. Like, okay, you know, these things that you have let weigh you down from your past are just literally smothering you. And so mm. you have to let it go. Yeah. So that's this whole release mentality. It's yeah. just like, but I couldn't have done that. I don't think without that summer that we had, because it's like, I intentionally didn't plan any trips. Mm-hmm. So when we were finding all the feathers and we yes. were just doing all the meditations <laughs> and it was just like, 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I will always like cherish the 2023 for that reason. But I feel like now I'm feeling energized because now mm. it's like, okay, that's good. That's, you know, but I need to now I want to like find my ikigai, which is my life's purpose, which is like a Japanese term. And like the people in Okinawa, Japan, a lot of them live till they're 100 because they have a purpose. So mm. they don't ever feel like they, a lot of people in America die prematurely because they yeah. are depressed because they don't, they don't know why they're here. Right. And so it's like so sad because most, uh, there's a lot of other cultures who they have this ikigai or this yeah. sense, a sense of purpose and that's what keeps them living. Right. And so like, I feel like that's why, that is what we're trying to do here with your coaching and my writing. That is our purpose, right. but it's just like, you know, I want everyone to find their purpose. Yeah. But, um, I think with best program, it's something that would be really pivotal for you because it was for me. And I'll put that, um, I'll put the link to her website in my show notes if you're curious or interested and want to learn more about the program or sign up for it. So it kind of starts just at the beginning of February, right? Yes. Okay. And I'm um, currently, what I've got it um, set for is like if you sign up between now and January 15th, then you get um, $100 off sort of okay. the, the total oh, wow. price. Yeah. So like, Jumping on it now would be a really great nice. idea. And, you know, I just, I, I'm a growth person too, obviously. I mean, that's why we do what we do. Um, but I get so excited and I think just allow yourself to be excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw an interesting, I forget who it was that was talking about it, but they were talking about how, you know, fear and excitement are basically the same feeling. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. it's like, you know, it's just really depending on how you're labeling uh-huh. it. And so the practice was just to late, like, rather than say, I'm so scared, mm. I'm so excited. Yeah. That I'm so excited. Funny. Right. Okay. Because my uh, 14 year old son is a really good runner and he was in a really important meet a couple weeks ago and he was feeling just really like nervous and the nerves were almost making him feel scared or like, yeah, or yeah. like just fearful or worried. Yeah, like, yeah. cause it was in, the, it was, he was running in an indoor track. He's not never, feeling good. <laughs> right. So we read all these, I found this forum of all these like famous track athletes who had talked about this very thing saying, instead of, as soon as I, I turned the fear into excitement, yes. everything changed yes. because you want to have adrenaline when right. you're about to run a race. Right. But instead of thinking like, Oh my God, I'm so scared. You have to think, Oh my God, I'm so excited. Yes. And then it's like totally yeah. different, you know? Right. Yeah. And I can tell her face, Beth's face like lights up when she talks about her program. So you can tell when somebody's doing what they're meant to do when they light up when they're talking about mm-hmm. it. When they're talking about something else that they do that's maybe just a revenue source and it's like they just look like they're talking like a robot. I, Matthew says this to me. He mm. can tell when I'm talking about something that lights me up because mm. he said your whole body lights up when you talk yep. about it. And when yep. you talk about some of these other jobs you have that are just yep. money makers, you like, you like deflate. And yep. it's like such a sign for people, if you know someone or you could, you have someone in your life, if they light up when they talk about something, maybe yeah. that's meant to be their purpose in some way because you want to just wake up and, and be excited about what you yeah. do, you know? Follow that bliss. And you're excited yeah. about helping people, and it's so yeah. fun. And I like helping people through my writing. But she is such a good coach. Years ago, when um, a friend of mine was a stay-at-home mom and she really, really couldn't leave her house very much because she was, like, tied down with a bunch of little kids. Like, Beth <laughs> wrote these workout programs for her, and they, like like, saved her sanity, you know? And that was, like eight years ago or something yeah. like, and I mean, Beth's fitness classes that I used to go to were like, save my sanity. Like, yeah. I mean, I would go to yeah. them like three nights a week at our local gym. Anyway, I just, I really hope that you can get this eight core group, this p- group of eight, because I think it would be paramount for everybody. So yeah. Yeah. again, I'll put the, the link in the show notes and you guys can check, can check it out. And I, I knew we would have, like <laughs> when I got here this morning, she's in her classroom getting ready for her. Cause she's also a, a high school teacher 
getting ready for the kids to come back and her little girls in the other room. So if you've heard any noise, coughing and yeah, squeaking, it's okay. All, all moms will understand, especially work at home moms. Yes. But it's like, um, we were like, what are we going to talk about today? And I'm like, I think we can just like turn it on and we'll start talking. Play. And we'll yeah. probably, it'll we'll probably figure it out because we have we a lot of, I know, I know. Well, thanks for joining us and I'll have to have you on again. I love, I, I love doing it. I know. I love, being here. I love having you as a so. guest. So thanks everyone. And, um, we'll, uh, we'll have to have Beth on again. Yeah. 2024. Here we come. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs>